Welcome to Return on Life podcast, your source for achieving financial and life freedom through real estate. I'm your host, Randy Dick, and on this show, we interview some of the rising stars in the real estate world. They're going to share their secrets to living a life with purpose, meaning, and fulfillment while crushing their goals. So whether you're just starting out on your journey or you've been walking for a while, this is for you. Get ready to build your legacy, empower your leadership, and get more return on life. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. Hey, this is Randy Dick of the podcast Return on Life. And so often we chase the ROI, return on investment. But listen, we have one life. We have one legacy to live. What about the return on life? Here at Return on Life podcast, we interview amazing guests. And today I have an amazing guest that is a realtor in Springfield, Mass. And I've got David Patel with me today. David's an amazing young agent, been just kicking it and rocking it. And he's a fairly new agent, under 30, and yet he is being toyed as one of the best under 30 by NAR. So we've got an amazing guest today. Welcome here, David. Thank you so much for uh, having me, Randy. I'm, I'm super, super excited. Um, I mean, uh, you've got, uh, I'm super delighted to, to be here. You, you've got, uh, you've been doing this since 1992, uh, a couple of years before I got in the business. <laughs> Uh, Maybe before licensed. you were born, eh? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, awesome. So, you know, um, you're an interesting fellow. I look through your bio and I see some really cool things. And, um, you know, from the way you uh, approach life to the way I think you approach real estate, tell us uh, how you got your start in real estate. Yeah, so the the honest truth, I was at the end of a six month road trip, and I've always been very intrigued by sales. Um, for some of the audience, you may resonate. It was one of those things that one day aisle, and at the end of the trip, I had some time to reflect. Um, I got licensed as a realtor. This was in February of 2020. We all know what happened a month later, and I met. A broker at a networking event and it absolutely clicked. I knew this is a guy that I want to run with and learn from. His his mindset and character were, were spot on. And uh, I'm super grateful be, to be uh, part of uh, Rovi Homes and, and the brokerage here. Fantastic. You know, really, it's always about the people. It is always about the people absolutely. and the, uh, the vibration of the individual, the frequency that that individual is giving off is really what draws us to people. And so it's interesting you say that because you have that vibration happening. I can feel it over the podcast. What do you do on a personal level outside of your real estate business that gives you that energy, that gives you that, uh, I got to get up and just get at it every day? Uh, a couple of things. So in terms of habits, we'll dive in that. And then also uh, the why. I listened to a couple of the podcasts that uh, you actually were on, uh, Randy, and I think we're similar in the set of of having that bigger vision that you're going after. Uh, for me, I was uh, born in Michigan, Detroit. Uh, my mom was 16 when she came to the country. My dad was 21. And hearing of some of the sacrifices they made to 
to give us the opportunity that we have here. I'm so, so grateful. And as far as the habits go, they've evolved over time. But I think that the key ones right now that have, are helping me the most are, are sleep. I used to <laughs> sleep about five and a half hours a night. Do not recommend that. Uh, so I'm getting about eight, eight and a half hours of sleep uh, fairly consistently. Um, I meditate 20 minutes a day. And on a yearly basis, I go to a meditation, silent retreat. Uh, it's about 10 days, and that really helps center me, uh, especially in real estate, since many of us are working uh, fairly long hours and weekends. Um, I find this brings me back to center and alignment. And then exercise is huge for me. So I work out uh, every day, and I find that gives me so much more energy to, to show up. Um, and, and ensure that I'm adding more value for my clients and then also simply leading a more fulfilling life. Hmm. What's it like being on a 10-day silent meditation <laughs> experience? It was life-changing. So the first time I did it was back in 2017. I had a friend recommend it and I said, oh, that sounds great. You know, maybe, maybe in another lifetime, but fast forward with business, I had a, a really nice win and I made a lot of money on paper in one day uh, with the business acquisition and it was bittersweet. I, I thought it was really going to make me happy. Uh, and it did for about 15 seconds. And then the 16 second came and I realized, and I was asking myself, is there all there is? And that led me down the path of taking uh, the 10-day the course. It's called the Papashna, and it's uh, essentially donation-based. Um, so it's not for profit. And you're living essentially as a Buddhist monk or a nun for those 10 days. Uh, it's open to all religion, all faiths. And you're, you're meditating 70 to 100 hours during those 10 days. There's You're waking up at 4, 4.30 a.m., uh, you're not having any food after noontime. And it's a time, at least it was a time for me to really sit and reflect and process different emotions. Um, I felt so light at the end of it. And I think the habit of some of the most successful people in, in the world meditate consistently. Ray Dalio is a gentleman I listened to, you know, several of his podcasts and, and content. Uh, he does it. He's been doing it for three or four decades, 20 minutes, at least 20 minutes a day, if not 40. Um, it, it's It's been a total game changer. And wow. our CEO of our brokerage is actually doing it this December. Awesome. Inspired by you, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, well, here's our point. Return on life. You said I made this massive deal, put this thing together, thought this is going to change my my whole life, my psyche. And on second number 16, you said, huh, where's the return on life on this? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. One other thing I, I thought was really interesting, you said you felt light. You felt so light. You know, um, just yesterday I was uh, speaking with my team and we were talking about the weight of things. And weight can be heavy or it can be like woo i like this weight you know whether it be money money can be very very heavy and emotionally heavy in a negative way or it can be like wow it's like heavy weight of money and that could be family you know that can be the market that can be all things and we can decide if it's heavy or light 
How do you describe that lightness that you felt? That's really interesting to me. Yeah. It's not often we get a time to be present without any devices, any tech, any contact to the outside world and simply being on your own. And I think one of the things that really clicked for me was recognizing at the end of the 10 days how much happier I was and going back to, to normal life, things that previously would would really get to me, you know, being stuck in traffic or or something happening in a deal, it, it didn't get me as as frustrated. And I noticed I was more equanimous. Now there's a lot of work for me still to do, but I know I'm on the right path and I'm getting a little bit better every single day. And I think also reflecting on, I've been super grateful and and, and lucky to meet people um, who I, I thought I ultimately wanted to become. They were very, very like beyond my wildest imagination in terms of financial success. But I also get to see their personal lives. And it was very, very eye-opening. And I'm, I'm so grateful to be able to experience that uh, in my early, early 20s and realize it could be a dangerous path if you make money the highest thing, the only thing that you're going after. Because in, in my experience, in, <laughs> in life to be really fulfilled, you've got to have several buckets that you're, you're really enjoying and you're going in all aspects, right? Money to ensure that you've got basic necessities met, enjoy different experiences, be able to have a career that's fulfilling, you know, whether it's being a realtor or a barber or a teacher, do something that really resonates with you and that brings inner joy. And then in terms of health, right, there, there's so many living a fulfilling life and, and having that bucket, I think is really important. And then relationships, uh, you know, those are the top couple of ones that, that, that really speak to me. Right on. Love that. Love that. Um, you know, a lot of people struggle with their why, you know, when you ask people, wait, what's your why? They, 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 they kind of look at you like, ah, uh, uh, I'm not sure, you know, like they're not sure. And so, um, you know, I've often said, well, just think of it this way. There's kind of four things you need to really understand about the why. And I think you've really figured it out, David, but that is, you know, um, what is your, I mean, your, your superpower, first of all, what makes you come alive every morning? So what makes you come alive? What's your superpower? How do you add great value to others? And then last but not least, you want to make sure that you leave a legacy. What are the people saying behind your back about you? What's the story, right? And I think uh, you've just shared amazing uh, direction of how you handle things and how you see things. So anyways, we're talking about mindset. We're talking about, uh, you know, that being within us. But let's talk a little bit about real estate, too, because uh, we've got a lot of realtors that are going to be uh, going, what makes this David fellow so special? And uh, you're under 30 and just killing it. Um, tell me why you started with a team, because a lot of people, when they enter real estate, because you're fairly new to this, you're, you're a few years in. And, and they they struggle with, should I go with a team? Should I be an individual? Um, how am I going to find success? Because it's a scary business and it's a lonely business as well. So yep. help me understand why and why you made that decision to join a team right out of the gate. 
and has it been the right decision? Absolutely. Um, without question, I 100% recommend for any new agent to join a team. And the reason being is you don't know what you don't know. With the team approach, you've got a mentor that's really looking out for your best interests. And you're getting all the training, which is extremely important, right? There's different videos you can watch on YouTube, but having a mentor that has has done, you know, a couple hundred deals, or in your case, Randy, a couple thousand deals, you know, the breadth of experience and knowing what works, what doesn't work, and leads. Leads are super important. Many team are many teams are providing leads uh, for you be for you to contact and reach out to. And if you're willing to put in the work, the framework is there for many teams. Uh, in addition, with our brokerage, we have uh, training with a Tom Ferry Network, so he's considered one of the best coaches in the world. And there, there's tremendous benefits from that. Uh, and also the the tech stack. The, our brokerage, we've got some of the best tools that the marketplace allows and with the CRM, Customer Relationship Management Tool, called Follow-Up Boss. There's tons of them out there, but it, it brings everything in one clear platform. That way you're not, you know, looking at post-it notes, your phone and, you know, scrap sheets of paper. It's in one spot. It's clear. And you can really make yourself efficient to focus on the activities that yield you the greatest ROI. You know, if you're spending two hours prospecting, you want to make sure those two hours are really, really solid. Also, one of the top realtors uh, in, in the world, Ryan Serhant, has got a phenomenal book, uh, Sell It Like Serhant. And he also recommends uh, joining a team. So uh, definitely a lot to be said about it. And uh, Randy, you've got a team as well. Uh, you know, I, I saw on one of your recent podcasts, you've got 25 agents, you're going to 50. So uh, that's fantastic. And I'm super excited for all those agents uh, to be able to learn from, from your experience. Thank you. You know, um, I started building a team back in 2000. So I've been a team lead since then. And really, I, I started team because I saw the value in doing the productive things so I could get a better ROI, which then turned into an ROL. <laughs> and, you know, we as agents, the productive things that we do, we make thousands and thousands of dollars an hour in certain activities. And then other activities is really... $25 an hour. And so this is the benefit of being on the team. And I think you're probably experiencing that where you have better ROI with a better ROL because you're creating lifestyle because the team does a lot of the heavy lifting on that $25 an hour work and you get to go out and be with people. So I call it, you get to be part of the hunt and the feast. And, you know, you're out hunting or helping buyers and sellers buy or sell. And then you drag that contract or that carcass back to the office, throw it on a desk. And now you just wait for them to deliver the feast, which is possession, completion, you know, the transfer of title. And so that's the benefit of really being on a team. If you've got a good team, and a good team structure and great people. And so I'm I'm assuming that you're benefiting from the hunt and the feast. 
You're absolutely right in that. And uh, that's one thing. Thanks for bringing it up, Randy. You know, once we have a client under agreement on a property, you know, there, there's so many systems and processes that many teams have. And we, we have virtual assistants that will ensure all the documents are, are being submitted for compliance reasons. And they'll follow up with the client ensuring that, you know, documents are submitted to the appropriate parties, lenders are being followed up with. So they really take a lot off of our plate. So as you said, you know, we can focus on activities that are really driving results, which is ultimately having more conversations, meeting with more clients, and then developing additional skills and training to become better agents. Absolutely. And that allows you to do more deals and more deals is almost like the magnetism yeah. because yep. David, you know that a deal produces another deal and another deal and another deal. So tell me how that works with you. And uh, what is your deal count at this point per year? How are you uh, enjoying the team's success because of your success? Yeah. So to be to be frank, the the first year I actually struggled, e even though I was on a team. You know, granted it was a little rocky early uh, 2020 with the the pandemic, and you know many clients didn't want to do showings, which is understandable. You know, for several months, um, my first deal was in May of 2020. And I had the shiny object syndrome. I was trying to do everything, trying to go after Fizbo's, trying to do mailers, trying to do, you know, every different thing. And I wasn't focused. And the first year, I believe I did uh, nine deals. Uh, the second year, once I got more laser focused and realizing that it really comes down to prospecting. It really comes down to picking up the phone and really mastering that skill. Um, shot up to 28 deals. Wow. And the third year was uh, about 21 deals. So I fell off a little bit. I wasn't as connected to my why. Um, volume was was much higher than uh, than 20, 21 in terms of average price point. So in, in numbers, average price point in this neck of the woods is about uh, 300,000. So volume first year was 2.1. And then it was uh, 8.7 in uh, 2021, and then uh, just shy of uh, 8 million last year. Congratulations. Congratulations. It's, uh, it's amazing how many of us chase shiny objects. And, um, and for me, you know, the consistency of doing something over and over again is where the success happens. Uh, there's this uh, quarterback named Russell Wilson, used to play up with the Seahawks. I love to go down and watch him. I'm just down the down the I-5 from them. And Russell would say, love the boredom of consistency. It's like, like just live in the boredom of that. And when you do that day in and day out, consistency happens week after week, month after month, year after year, or even decade after decade. And so many of us agents, um, you know, listening here, I really appreciate this, David, because a lot of us chase that next shiny object. We see somebody down the hall having success at something and we go, oh, my goodness. I should be doing that. I should be chasing physicals. I should be chasing expireds. I should do lead gen. I should do whatever, ever, ever. And really, there's so many great channels of opportunity in the game of real estate, but it's the consistency that brings the success. So thanks for sharing that. And by the way, that's no slouch. I mean, the the average agent in in North America sells uh, you know 
four to five homes a year. That's the average. So you're like crazy, crazy successful. And that's amazing. And you're just, uh, you're just getting going. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm really, really excited for the future. Um, and it, I'm sure, you know, you, you've seen this, you know, with many new agents, the snowball effect, you know, past clients reaching back out, uh, you know, their cousins looking or they're looking for another property. So, uh, you know, roughly 25% of business is, uh, is, is now referral and repeat clients. And, uh, it definitely makes it easier because there's already that trust and rapport there. It really creates a domino and snowball effect. Yeah, it really does. Now, you know, we are here to talk about return on life yet. We know that in order to get that snowball or that boulder moving, it takes a lot of effort. And a lot of our businesses are not successful being built on a schedule of nine to five. <laughs> Tell me your schedule. What does your schedule look like on a daily basis? So I'll, I'll share the schedule from last year. This one, this year is a little unique. Typically, uh, let's use uh, 2021 uh, in early 2022 is, you know, that's when I was really, really uh, laser focused. Um, I would wake up around 5, 5.15, head to the gym, which is right across our office, about a half an hour away from me, uh, get in uh, an hour workout at CrossFit. I, I love it, by the way. You know, there's there's that competitive drive, and uh, it really, really helps. Uh, from there, I'd be the first one at the office at, at roughly 6.30 and get everything planned out for the day, do some quick meditation, and I'd have a solid hour, hour and a half to focus on an important project, right? It could be setting up a Google My Business page, could be getting reviews or, or really strategizing the day and working on the business instead of in it. Uh, from there, I would start hitting the phones around 8.30 or 9, uh, do a roughly two-hour dialing session. And then at 11, it would be reaching back out to clients and uh, and working on any deals that, that need my attention. Then Afternoon, uh, you know, some appointments, uh, any deal doctoring that, that needs to happen. Um, and then later in the evening, usually a networking event or, um, or, or doing some additional dials. Um, and then probably head back around 7, 7.30-ish. It's a full schedule. It's a full schedule. Yeah. And uh, I love that uh, you've got the workout first thing, get the endorphins going and uh, just Absolutely. launch, launch the day. So, uh, you know, my schedule is very similar to that. And back in the day when I was really pressing and pushing uh, on the production side of things, that was pretty much my schedule to a T. Today, I'm a little bit more management focused and doing some other things, but I'm still an early riser, just like you, up at five, off to the gym. And uh, without that, my life just is not complete. So you got to start <laughs> off with some, get that heart pumping and so forth. So yeah. Fantastic. So you're on your way to 50 deals. And um, what's the mindset around that? Uh, you know, I, I've uh, been there as well where, you know, I've hit ceilings and then how do you push through the ceilings? What do you do to push through the ceiling of, at this point, 28 deals? Like, I'm sure knowing a little bit about you, you've got a goal of at least 50 ends or 50 deals per year. Uh, the, the goal is definitely to continue to increase uh, production, but that's, that's a great question. I'm working on that that right now because 
I've hit a, a slight plateau in, in David, terms let me, of. Let me, let me back up a little bit. Sure. And I'm making the assumption, but here we are, we're talking about return on life. The richest real estate agent doesn't mean this fellow with the most money. It has, it's the fellow that has the money and the life to match it. Because you've probably seen people walking around your office or in your city of Springfield that they have a lot of deals, they have a lot of money, but their life looks miserable. <laughs> what yeah. does that look like for you? Is it is it deal count? Is it lifestyle? Is it a combination? Tell me what that looks like. Great question, uh, Randy. I think I'm at this phase in life where I'm not married. I don't have any kids. I can really work hard and I'm in control of my destiny and really setting up the foundation uh, for when I do have a family to be present. I was chatting with uh, an investor that I met at a networking group uh, earlier in the week and he 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 was similar. He started in his family business when he was 24. He's 32 now, and he really set himself up where he can pay attention to his kids. You know, he's got a two and six year old. He's fully present for them, and I think that's what I'm looking to do at this phase: is really set myself up so I have financial freedom, understanding that I'm sacrificing a little bit more now. We're still having some balance, so I'll still uh, enjoy some trips here and there. Um, but I find that motivates me, you know, attending different conferences and having assistance really help. So I've got showing uh, assistance uh, th that will, uh, colleagues that will cover showings and inspections to really allow me to focus on the prospecting side and coaches, real estate coaches uh, that really help keep me accountable and making sure that I'm progressing and, and really tackling some of those larger goals. Fantastic. Well, power is all about proximity, mm. proximity of power. And yeah. so you just touched on that. You've got great people around you and those people are really what's helping you do what you do. Uh, one day you may have a significant other in your life, which will also help you as well. But uh, how important are these people as far as influencing your business, your your life, your direction, your big audacious goals? And, <laughs> and maybe, and I'm sure you're going to say they're really important, but who are these important people? Who are these influencers in your life today? Mm, really they could question. be books. They could be people. They could mm. be a distant relative. Mm. It's a combination of uh, of all those resources. So my parents and, and some of the sacrifices that they've made, made really, really drives me. Um, as far as mentors, the the broker, uh, Stephen Rovitis, and his parents were also immigrants. And he definitely leads by example in seeing how he engages with other agents at our brokerage and living the values that many of these great books preach, you know, how to win friends and influence people, think and grow rich, uh, seven habits of highly effective people. You know, there's a few books that really, I think are transformative and seeing someone that lives those day in and day out has been really powerful. 
I love reading audio uh, books, in particular autobiographies of, of folks past and present. Mm. And seeing how they had many of the same struggles that I'm having, you know, some, some of these folks, uh, you know, they lived 100 plus years ago, uh, but understanding that it, it's common and it's to have self-doubt and to hit these certain thresholds in, in business. And we're, we're super lucky with with the internet to be able to really connect with these, these mentors and, and engage. And I think conferences have been very big as well for me. So I'm a huge fan of Tony Robbins. I've been attending his conference for the last few years. And as far as building out the inner community, uh, I'm still working on that. And I, I've got some college buddies that are in different areas. They're entrepreneurs. Uh, they're super successful, uh, but I'm still working on developing that that tribe of the the top five people. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's just uh, something that we we just go through on a on a daily, yearly, decade basis. Always looking for the tribe, and once we find people, of course, we keep them. But we're always adding to that tribe. Just recently read an amazing book that uh, significantly impacted me. It's called Who Not How. Yeah. Who Not How. Have you read that book? It, our uh, CEO mentioned it's on the docket for this year. It is an amazing read. And if you really want to find the people that you should be around circle in your circle, I would highly recommend this book, Who Not How, because, you know, God only gives us so many gifts. Maybe he gave you a lot more gifts, David, than me. But I only got I don't a know about that. <laughs> I only got a couple of gifts. So once I read this book, I realized, gosh, rather than trying to figure out the how, because you know that's what we do. Oh, I'll figure out the how, you know. And especially, I and imagine you're a bit of a a D on the disc scale as well, a driver. <laughs> so drivers go, I can figure this out. And I read this book, and I started realizing all the who's in my life that I should be bringing in to help me with the how. So really important. Something that's um, been a driver for me and not everybody would agree with this is fear. Mm. Fear is a powerful motivator, fear of failure, fear of not getting it, fear of you know not succeeding in my goals has always been a powerful motivator for me some would disagree with me that that's a motivator that I should use, but I think it is worthy to talk about. And so fear, I don't know how that works in your life, but is it a friend, a foe, or a motivator for you? What does fear do for you? I think it depends on the, the context. Fear in certain capacities helps. We uh, signed up for this podcast probably around 8 p.m. last night. <laughs> so the time frame, you know, is less than 24 hours. Uh, in terms of prep, I wanted to make sure that I'm adding the most value for, for your listeners. So I listened to two of your podcasts, got to understand a little bit more about your story. And I think in that sense, it helped, right? Fear of not, fear of not wanting to do a poor job. And also with real estate, not wanting to let my parents down not wanting to let the broker down and everyone that's uh, been super supportive. Uh, so I think it definitely does help. I think if you take it, you know, too far in the extreme, th that's where 
you know, perhaps uh, uh, it's not as as beneficial. But I, I think there there's definitely value to a healthy sense of fear. So let's roll it into real estate today. You've got a new client that you're meeting. How does that motivate you? How does that help you, you know, fulfill their wants, their needs, their desires when it comes to real estate? Yeah. So I'd say fear of uh, that that initial first impression is uh, making sure that you're really showing up. And it, let's let's use an example of like an ideal client, right? So I was helping uh, a doctor couple that were uh, that were in from New York. We're viewing you know multi million dollar pro- million dollar plus properties. And there's definitely fear there of, of not dropping the ball and ensuring that I'm helping this this transaction through as seamlessly as possible. And we ultimately ended up negotiating $100,000 off list price. So there's some fear in that negotiation, uh, you know, in, in making sure that we get the deal for the client. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, every day something comes at us that is probably not expected. Mm. Every day we've got uh, things coming at us faster than we can handle. And of course, you can wake up in fear and go, oh, no, I hope this doesn't happen. Or we can say, I hope this happens because I'm going to embrace it. And yeah. that's what I sense is what you're saying. You're going to just take it on and uh, and own it. Uh, I have a saying that um, I will always bet on myself. Yeah, I will always bet on myself. Um, when you hear that, what do you think? Will you bet on yourself? <laughs> Uh, it's funny you say this. So the the CEO actually uh, did uh, a video and he said exactly that. So would I bet on myself in uh, in many areas? Absolutely. In certain areas, not a chance. So um, <laughs> by that I mean uh, I, I don't gamble. So if I'm uh, if I'm ever in Vegas, I'm not the guy you want to put the money on. <laughs> no, but in I'm terms of in terms of real estate, in terms of of uh, of succeeding long term, yes, absolutely, because. You know, we, we can't control external events, what's happening in the economy, what's how many millions, you know, in the US, 5.1 million homes will be sold this year versus in 2021, it was about 6.8 at the peak for the 08 crash, it was about 8 million to put in perspective. And we can't control that. What we can't control is our activities. How much work are we putting in on, on a daily basis? Are we training, you know, once we have that at that with the seller at a listing appointment, are we fully prepared to take that on, right? So there's certain things that we can't control. And and in that, yeah, absolutely would better myself. Right on. You're young, you're full of life. You've got a bright mind. How do you see real estate changing in the next Let's call it a decade because you're you're going to be around in real estate for what another two three decades. Give or take, right? <laughs> right on. So you know we've got all this talk about uh, Chat GTP and AI and this and that. Um, where do you see from your perspective real estate going, and how would that um, impact your day to day schedule? Would it give you more? lifestyle, more return on life. Uh, what do you see? What do you see with that? I wish I had the crystal ball on that one, Randy. Um, I was chatting with 
a couple of colleagues on this. So just actually one of the very first employees that worked at our brokerage back in 2015, I ended up co-broking with them. And they shared what the, the environment was like back in 2015. That's when internet leads really started to come about. You know, Zillow uh, was, was, was on the forefront. And Zillow really has changed the way real estate business is being conducted. You know, roughly 93% of people start their search online. And the number one website is Zillow. And the third one is Trulia both of which are owned by Zillow. And for many markets, they've created this uh, flex opportunity. Essentially, they're they're taking a 35% referral fee off the top. And it's become the norm across our industry, right? Whether it's a lender or realtor.com through OpCity, uh, similar, 35% referral fee. So it's changed the structure and... I think it's also really set up a system where agents that are doing business and, and helping clients at a high level with, with reviews, they're going to gain tremendous traction, right? Like with the internet, there's more transparency than ever, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it'll be really interesting uh, with, with ChatGBT in, in, in particular and the impact AI is going to have on, on many careers. Uh, for those that are not familiar, um, the, the platform was was launched uh, November of 2022. In a matter of five days, it reached over a million users. It's the fastest anything in history, You know, faster than Facebook, Twitter, uh, Google, and you can put in a prompt to write a full essay or a paragraph or add or ask recommendations in terms of what uh, hashtags are going to get you the greatest ROI on Facebook, and they'll have an answer. And it's it's mining data from, from all over the internet. And even in professional fields, uh, uh, such as doctor's offices, uh, doctors have asked, you know, I've got a patient in this specific situation. How is that going to impact this client and it's accurate. So I, I think it's going to have a major impact as far as the, the, the real estate career. I think for, for many folks buying a house is one of the largest transactions of their life. There is a tremendous emotional connection to your agent and overall emotions throughout the process. Um, I, I personally don't think that can be replicated by AI. There's things that can be automated and outsourced, but ultimately it's a relationship business. Mm -hmm. It's interesting you say that. Uh, I recently had a fireside chat with Gwen Sanford, the founder of eXp Realty, mm. which is uh the brokerage that I'm with, but just, he is such a big thinker, so forward thinking. And I asked him the same question and his response was, well, we're all going to have AIs. So we, as a real estate agent are going to have an AI and we're going to be talking to the buyer sellers AI, and they're going to like fast track that process, which gives us more what ROL and brings us to that decision maybe quicker and easier because AI can take so much information, push out the emotion of it, 
because a lot of us make decisions on emotion and emotion can be a wonderful tool or it can be a horrendous tool, a blessing or a curse in that decision-making. And he just thought that that's where we're heading, where we'll all have AIs. And then, yes, we still need to come together as humans to actually finish that process, but it'll just bring us closer, quicker, easier, and then boom, we'll engage. What are your thoughts on that? Is that real? Is that, is he too far out there? I think I've learned to stay in my lane. Uh, <laughs> honestly, that that's not my forte. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I'd be able to give a great answer on that, but I, I was at a, a conference in DC a, a few weeks ago. I'm on the board of a, a credit union. So they, they had us go out and one of the keynote speakers was um, Peter Diamandis. And he shared that a hundred years old is going to be the new 60. He was talking about the power abundance, right? So um, transformations and infusion. And there's so many aspects in, in terms of technology where we're making massive, massive advancements. I think it's going to be a very, very interesting world that we live in 10 to 20 years from now. Um, I think there's just so much change that it's, it's, it's hard to stay on top. And again, that's not my expertise. So I, I don't want to just shoot an, uh, an answer out. But, but that is where we're going. And, and yes, you know, we always talk about technology doubling every 18 months. Well, that changed. In fact, in fact, COVID accelerated all of that Yeah. because we became more open to it because we were forced to become more open. So then, of course, the adoption happens even quicker. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, you know, I appreciate that. Hey, this isn't my lane, but I think we need to be aware that there's a lane that's moving so fast. It's like the Autobahn. Mm-hmm. And it's moving at a, state, at, a, at a speed that, you know, you, you, you gotta be careful. If you want to play in that lane, you gotta like make sure that you're prepared to run hard and fast. One quick thing I will add on that. So we, with the CRM that we're using follow-up boss, uh, there's another provider called Y Lopo it does Facebook ads. And that's, there's I, AI in that. And, there, there's a assistant Raya that will actually reach out to clients on her behalf. And it, it sounds like a human, you know, it'll make grammatical errors on purpose. Um, and many clients can't tell that it's a robot having these conversations. Now, of course, you know, usually this is top of the funnel leads, um, but we're already seeing it. Yeah, I know. I've, I'm working with a company right now that does uh, AI for texting and mm. You would not know it. And so the beautiful thing, I mean, what makes us human is our curiosity, our imagination. Mm-hmm. And, you know, up up until years ago, like that, like nothing could duplicate the human mind. Yeah. However, we're getting there where yep. AIs are curious like an individual, like like a David, like a Randy, and they can use their imagination to think where we're going. By the way, I think those are the two most important gifts that we're ever given as a child, which is curiosity and imagination. But along the way, we, I, you, David, we start turning off our curiosity and pushing our imagination into the corner, which is really where the greatness within us exists. Yet mm-hmm. that was a gift that we've now put on shelf. Yeah. Uh, really need to think about that.
Um, but coming back to the AI conversation, I believe, I believe you, me, agents, realtors will be selling real estate all over the world in a hologram one day. Mm. See, real estate's a game of trust. When you build trust with a client, they'll do anything. They'll fight for you. They will reach out to you wherever that property may be because they trust you. It's all about trust. And so if Michael Jackson can still be on the stage in Vegas, David could be in the Caribbean selling a house. <laughs> what do you I'll think? That? You think that's possible? I think we'll get there. I don't know how uh, how many years in the future. Right on. Okay, well, let's uh, let's go to a little bit of a speed round here. And sure. we'll just finish up this great conversation. And it's been fantastic. Really have loved this. What is your go-to to let your hair down? And I know, <laughs> don't say CrossFit, because I know that does let your hair down. But what's your go-to just to say, oh, man, I'm going to kick back and let my hair down? What is that? I really enjoy day trips, going to different cities uh, nearby. I'm, I'm lucky here in uh, the border of Mass, Connecticut. Boston's two hours away, so is New York. DC is about six. So there's several places that I can go just for a quick weekend. Um, I also really enjoy running. So I'm doing a race uh, end of May and it's uh, a company called Go Ruck. So created by special forces guys. Basically, we're throwing on a, a 20 pound vest and doing a marathon. So I'm looking wow. forward to that. <laughs> that's that's weight. That's not letting your hair down. That's uh, <laughs> sending your hair back. That's awesome. Favorite <laughs> band favorite band uh favorite band i actually checked them out uh uh earlier in the month uh indian ensemble so it's a student group at berkeley and uh they're nominated for a grammy they're, they're just absolutely incredible so oh, i really really up. enjoyed it yeah that sounds really really interesting do you prefer text work chat talk or video texting is really popular right now i'd say the the call I think uh, is 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 pretty powerful, and then uh, I really enjoy video as well. So I'd say between those two, if it's quick, text is a way to go. Okay, you've got a book. Is it Audible or is it readable? Audible all day. Audible. Okay, this one's a little bit of a of a of a, of a tough one. This is the last one. Sure. If you're a scratch and sniff sticker, scratch and sniff sticker, what would you be? And I'll go first to let you think about this, but I would love to be um, a combination of pina colada <laughs> and sea breeze because I love okay. to be on the beach. I'm a kite surfer. And so I love knowing that I'm smelling the ocean air and I've got a, a pina colada in my hand. That's awesome. I love that answer. Um, I'd say a combination of, uh, it's going to sound weird, uh, mangoes <laughs> and um, I'd say the ocean as well. I mean, there's there's something about just being in, on, on water and the, the sand and yeah, awesome. mango in the ocean. Awesome. Well, David, you've been an amazing guest. Great insights on return on life. Hey, I'm Randy Dick, host of the podcast, Return on Life. I've had David Patel from Spring, Springfield, Mass, and just loved, loved, loved this session. Thank you so much, David. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Appreciate you.